0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to invite all the kids who are here, these choristers and all those fabulous acolytes to come. And those of you who are out in the congregation, if you want to come up, come join me. Hey, Winston. Great. Okay. So, who here has been baptized? This is a question for everybody. Okay. Who here remembers their baptism? Okay. Deborah does, and Amy does, and I know why that, and you do, and I know why that is, but I'm not going to get into that right now. You all can be intrigued by that. Larry remembers. Most of you don't, though, right? Because you were baptized as babies. Is that true? Most of you were baptized as babies, and so you don't, re- you don't remember. So today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about baptism, even though no one's getting baptized. So what do we have up on this table? We have water. Where's the water? I don't see any water. Oh, it's in here. Yes, it is. And what was the other thing we have? We have the big bowl, that's right. And in some churches, it's made out of stone, and it's built in. We actually have a big stone baptismal font up there where the acolytes get ready to come out. We don't hardly ever use that. We used to use it a lot, but now we use this. So the bowls can look like all kinds of things. But we have this great big silver bowl. What else is up here? Yes. A candle, that's right. Okay, what else? Uh, table cloth. A tablecloth, that's right. And that says that's something Altar Guild puts on to say, this is an important thing we're doing. We have a big cloth on top of the altar for the same reason. Nora? I know, there's another smaller bowl here. Do we usually see this at baptism? No. No, we don't, so I'm putting it over here for now. We'll get to this later. Because that's just confusing. What else is up here? What? No. Here. All kinds of things. That. Can you tell what that is? Yeah. Getting all kinds of interesting guesses. Nora. We have heard wax. We've heard sand. It's none of those things. And ash. It's not ash. No, nope, it's none of those things. Here, maybe this will remind you. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. What does that feel like? Put your finger in. What does it feel like? Oil. It's oil. Oil. Yes, we had a little help here, which is always good. We need help at baptisms. This oil has a special purpose. We'll get to that in a minute. And the last thing that we have up here is a pretty silver shell. You know what we use that for? Yes. For putting the water on the baby. That's right. You don't have to have a pretty shell. You can use your hand. You can use something else. So, But we have a pretty shell because the shell is the symbol of St. James. So, who wants to come up here and pour this water for me? Come on up. Come on. Tell me your name. Jackie. Okay, pick this up, it's heavy. You might need two hands. Okay, and into the bowl. Yep, keep going, there's a lot of water in there. Okay, great. So now, in the service, we do something called the Thanksgiving over the water. Does anyone here know what holy water is? Water that has been blessed by the priest. Yes, thank you very much, sir but a particular blessing. It's the blessing that we do at baptism. It's the blessing that's made over baptismal water. So in those places where there is holy water, maybe you've seen them in some cathedrals or churches. Sometimes people come in and they put their hands in the water. Right now it's this water, and they do that. And that's to remind them of Jesus, because that's the sign of the cross. It's also, most importantly, to remind people of their baptism. That's what holy water is. But here is what I think is exciting. We have this one paragraph, and I'm going to break it down. We thank you, God, for the gift of water. Okay, we have the water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Anyone remember that story? Anyone know where it might be in the Bible? Genesis. Great. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. So God and the water starts at the very beginning. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God, which is sometimes translated as The Spirit of God swept over the face of the waters. Okay, that's the first sentence. Then it says, through it, through water, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. What's that story about? Anyone know? Yes. It's about Moses. Exactly. And what happened with Moses and the people of Israel? With water. It's kind of exciting. It went up. up. Exactly right. The water went up, the Red Sea. And that's in the book of Exodus. And here we go Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. It's chapter 14, if you want to know. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night. And turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and uh-huh. on their left. Exactly. So So the first sentence is creation, the second sentence is the parting of the Red Sea, and then in it your son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. I'm asking this question of the grown-ups in the room. So where do we find the story of Jesus' baptism? Say it louder, Nadia. In all four Gospels, where did we see it today? People, this is not a trick question. Look at your bulletins. (laughs) Luke, what chapter in Luke? Okay, but it is in all four Gospels because they think it's really important. So what we need for a baptism is not just water, but we remember all the ways in which God has come to us through these powerful stories to create the world and make it good, to save the people of Israel, and then Jesus' baptism. So we go on. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. We have that with Jesus. It happens for us, too. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship, into the community of Christians, those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Because we've got the Spirit at creation, we've got the Father at creation, we've got Jesus at his baptism. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, and I'm making the sign of the cross in the water, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again, may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. So we have three great stories. We have creation. We have the parting of the Red Sea. We have Jesus' baptism. What's the next great part of the story? Nope, it's not Easter and Good Friday. And that's essential to the story, Jesus' death and resurrection. The great part of the story is you. Is you. Jesus and God have done these amazing things. Created the world. Led people out of bondage into freedom. Had Jesus baptized. And now you. Suddenly, You are in the story when you get baptized. You're part of what's going to make God visible in the world. Like the spirit did over the water. Like the parting of the Red Sea did. Like Jesus' baptism, death, and resurrection did. And now what you do to show Jesus and to show God's love in the world. You are the fourth part of the story. So now, oh, I have to explain two more things quickly. This is oil. We make that sign of the cross, as I did, and say you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked marked as Christ's own forever. This is the oil that's blessed by the bishop, so we remember you're not baptized into St. James. It's nice to be baptized at St. James, but you're baptized into the whole wide church, wherever it is. And the bishop reminds us of that. And the candle is just a nifty custom. Not every church does this, but it's fun. We light the candle, and what do we say? Sometimes it mesmerizes crying babies. It's also useful that way. Addison, what do we say? Addison, I give you this candle that you may be as the light of, the, of Christ in the world. It's a reminder that you take that story with you when you go and you use it to show the light of Christ. So that's a lot about Baptism. And now you'll know the next time we do it. And remember, every time a baby or an adult gets baptized, they become part of the great story of all the things God is doing to save the world through us with Christ. So here's this thing. You take this, you fill it with holy water. Look at that. And then very shortly... We're going to splash everyone in this congregation, including all of you, with this water because we're all going to renew our baptismal covenant and remember that we have joined God's great story of love for each of you who are beloved sons and daughters and for the world. Amen.